0: All right, welcome or welcome back. I'm Cassie. And I'm Tiffany. And this is Happy Hour Gets Weird, continuing our first month of 2020 of all One and Done episodes. You know, the silly, uh, relaxed, kind of useless information that you could use to uh, shock and awe people.
1: Yeah, get a date. (laughs) Or, you know, terrify a stranger. Whatever (laughs) you're into
0: you know what those are both um those are probable scenarios that you could use. I mean that's there's two very good things that you could use this um information for
1: and honestly depending on the person the same fact it could go either way
0: yes it is win a date with this hey did you know fact that you might learn and then date goes horribly and then you're like did you know insert disgusting mm-hmm. scary fact And Mm -hmm. then, you know, it's a problem solved.
1: Want to get fired?
0: We can help you.
1: Want to make a friend? We can help you. Whatever. Whatever you're looking for.
0: Yes. Um, And just a um, little disclaimer, I'm getting over being sick. So if my voice is annoying you, go fuck yourself.
1: Oh, that was so good. Can you talk like that the whole episode?
0: (laughs) I wish. I would probably have to get an esophagus transplant. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but we, um, you know, Tiffany always says, uh, this is just a come as you are kind of episodes, episodes on the podcast. And, um, you know, you could choose to not wear undergarments, which if you aren't join the club and, Mm -hmm. um, and that, that brings me, I was just telling Tiffany earlier that I have a bone to pick with, with undergarments, specifically women, because they're so expensive And society kind of demands that women wear bras, but yet they charge us an arm and a leg. And that is kind of a good segue to what this episode is about. It is about dangerous beauty products marketed, sold, and used by women kind of throughout history.
1: This is such an amazing topic,
0: (laughs) It really is. And here's the, here's what you need to know. This is going to be, put on your intersectional feminist panties because this is going to be a little bit or a lot of bit of fuck the patriarchy because, um, yeah, women are always marketed stuff and it's always more expensive and mostly, um, stupid,
1: mm-hmm. uh, more expensive. And then women typically make less for doing the same job that a man does.
0: Yeah, like a tools for women are twice as much, but the woman contractor makes twice as less.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're like, this hammer's pink. Yeah, there you go, like ladies. We're
0: all going to be like, oh my God, it's pink. I have to have it. And it's three times the size of a hammer that will actually nail a nail in. Like we could <laughs> use regular hammers.
1: When I was a college-aged days person, I would just use a shoe to hammer in a nail. <laughs> because i was too broke to buy tools
0: i just didn't hammer any nails oh i did i would just find something so i did um uh what did i do? you know i did i did have some p- paintings you know some one of our, our mutual friend saw all of my paintings in my my first apartment and she was like i didn't realize what all of your art is of naked women <laughs> i didn't <laughs> realize that either <laughs> that's amazing um, that was kind of um, a lack of self-awareness on my part. Um, anyway, so let's get let's get into this. And you would think that um, people in the 1800s really would not give a shit about how they looked because um, everyone was kind of hairy and smelly <laughs> in very 1800s to begin with. So like what the hell who cares what we look like?
1: covered from their uh, chin to their toes in layers of fabric. And also, um, there's just like rampant disease and shit going around because it's a million years ago and everything sucked. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like last thing on your list, right? No, not at all. It was, um, I guess I needed something to focus on. But the beauty standard um, in the 1800s for women's, I think men too, but women specifically for this episode was... Very pale, almost translucent skin, and the reason they wanted it was very classist, right? It was because mm-hmm. the paler skin you had, it made it seem the less time you spent outside, which is the only Working. thing, right? So, to they wanted to look like they've never worked a day in their life. That was a, a class. Um, what am I thinking of? A, a symbol of high class. Yes. But they took it a step farther. I feel like the 1800s were so dramatic. (laughs) Um, They were. They were. Not only did they not want to look like they worked, but they wanted to look like they could barely lift a finger. So it was frail and pale and watery eyes and weird. Just weird. Like a corpse. corpse Corpsy. Very corpse bride.
1: Yes, it was. And I have to say that... Although I definitely look like I've worked a day in my life. I really missed my time to shine on this pale skin and like bags under your eyes look. Because the other day I was wearing uh, jeans with holes in them because that's like all I own. And I saw a piece of my thigh through the hole in my pants. And I got so sad because it looked like I was wearing white tights.
0: Oh, my God. I My legs do also get very fair in the winter. I always get questions about my um, what are you is what I get. Mm-hmm. But it's really a question of my ethnicity, really. Mm-hmm. Because I am very pale in the winter, but then I tan pretty deeply in the summer. So people mm-hmm. are always are, I guess I'm, I look ambiguous. I don't and you have really dark hair. I do have dark hair. So people always a- ask me, "What are you?" Which <laughs> I'm a human. But um I wouldn't nice line t- of questioning. I mean, I just say I'm white. <laughs>
1: Didn't you do a, a Ancestry? We talked about it once on the show. I can't remember, though.
0: I did. And it turns out, you know what I like about this Ancestry thing is it's constantly updating. So you, when you think you're one thing and you try to identify with that culture, three months later, it's like, er, reverse it. We actually found out. So it'll tell you, um, you know, 40% French and German, but it won't specify. So I was like, oh, I'm French. Turns out it's German, not French. It's German. It like... Um, updated and it's actually German not French like German Alps specifically so I'm thinking uh, Krampus
1: oh you're related to Krampus yes that makes sense my
0: great-great-grandfather
1: was Krampus. oh my god that like it clears up a lot it explains a lot for (laughs) I mean for me as somebody who knows you so well like I get it I'm also German, and we look exactly opposite. <laughs> we,
0: did, we could not look more different. Let's get into these beauty standards. Yeah, excuse me. Digress. The, as always. Exactly. Okay, so this isn't really a product; it's just a uh, anecdotal practice. But they would uh, bloodlet themselves so to get that pale look. They would fill buckets of blood. That's a lot. Yeah, so that's a little weird and scary.
1: There's so much blood just around, I feel like, back then. It's like, oh, that's from my period. That's from me bleeding myself out so I look like a corpse. Like, just don't <laughs> mind the pails of blood. <laughs> Let's go to brunch. Like, It's a
0: lot. There's just it – was, it was bloody. It was a bloody there was some time. There's bloody
1: rags in there. Oh, my a gosh. pile can of blood imagine? over there.
0: I can't imagine. You know, I think, man, 2022, what a – shit fuck time to be alive but then i think oh i could be having my period with just a bunch of dirty rags and having Mm -hmm. to like you know when foreheads were in they plucked out all of their eyebrows and eyelashes Mm -hmm. to showcase their forehead i could have been alive in a time like that when i literally have the smallest forehead on the planet (laughs) it's like two i want to shine
1: during that too like i really should have been born 100 years ago or 200 years ago something that don't belong here
0: shockingly fair Mm -hmm. i think that you have a very average forehead
1: well joke's on you it's
0: neither short nor tall
1: it's at least a five head
0: (laughs) mine's a two head okay (laughs) It's very Neanderthalish. It's Neanderthalish. It's
1: because you have widow's peak. My daughter has widow's peak, and she has an itty bitty baby forehead, and she wants bangs, and I'm like, I think you won't be able to see, baby girl.
0: I mean, I don't know, bangs and widow's peak. I've tried it, not my, not my it best seems hair era.
1: Hard to do. <laughs>
0: uh, anyways, oh my gosh, we are going off today. So, another beauty standard of the day was like big, doughy, weepy eyes. And women would use what were called belladonna eye drops. And it's actually just a liquid nightshade, which is poison from a plant. It will kill you. And they would put it in their eyes to dilate their pupils, which was
1: <sighs>
0: attractive, I suppose. Maybe look, made them look innocent, which is gross. Um, and for a whole nother reason, if mm-hmm. you know, you know, and um, it would cause blindness. So it's, Not a big deal.
1: If you're not going to risk going blind, you don't deserve to be beautiful as far as I'm concerned.
0: (laughs) Uh, Harper's Bazaar published an anthology in 1874, which I didn't even know Harper's Bazaar was around that early. I believe even earlier, but this is when this um, anthology was published. But it was titled Ugly Girl Papers. Rude. (laughs) And it was written by a Mrs. S.D. Powers, and she was a beauty expert And she kind of wrote this column with the tone of, I'm your wise aunt and let me solve all your beauty problems. Think OG beauty influencer. I mean, they kind of do the same thing. They still kind Mm -hmm. of peddle these unrealistic patriarchal beauty standards. Doesn't matter if it's 1800 or 2022 on Instagram. So her suggestion to keep the face fresh She advised coating the face with an opium overnight cream. Fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Followed by a brisk wash of ammonia in the morning. Whew. Fresh. Refreshing. Good morning. (laughs) For the woman with sparse eyebrows and eyelashes, mercury was often recommended as a nightly eye treatment treatment. And all of these things pretty much eradicated the use of heavy makeup.
1: And also your flesh. How did people survive just one night of this treatment? This is <laughs> intense.
0: Honestly, I don't know. Um, and then they had products like this. Now, this is crazy. So it's called Dr. Campbell's Safe Arsenic Complexion Wafers. Um. And this, and I'm reading, okay, so I'm going to read directly from an old time ad. Okay. And it is, it has across the top a lovely.
1: (laughs) We're going to post pictures of these, by the way. Totally. I will. Yes. Check them out. This is going to be such a fun post.
0: I will post every one that I find. She was certainly an exquisitely lovely creature. Nothing could have added to enhance her beauty she compelled admiration and was the object of worship. This is the universal result of the use of Dr. Campbell's safe arsenic complexion wafers. Fould's medicated arsenic complexion soap, these two world-famous beautifiers transform the most shallow skin into radiant, healthy, remove pimples, clear the face of freckles and tan give the complexion, complexion an indescribable brilliancy and lend to every young lady a charm of person which makes her adorable.
1: Well sign me up
0: <laughs> <laughs> So you could order the wafers by mail and it was a mm-hmm. dollar per box and it was six large dollars for six large boxes for five dollars. And um, yeah, it's pretty um, scary that they would advertise it like that because you think in a time where, you know, plastic surgery wasn't readily available like it is now, which, and this isn't, I just want to say, this is not me saying I'm against plastic surgery because I'm not. I, if you want to do whatever to your body, do it. It, this is about people in positions of trust and purposely power. and power purposely misleading their patients the masses people uh to do things that they know are unhealthy
1: and unsafe yes do whatever you want to your body you do you boo yeah but I agree for so long, people have been tricked into doing things that are so dangerous and so bad for them and and don't work also no by the way, why would any of these poisons work if anything happens? it's because your skin is having a terrible reaction, and that's why you're glowing it's a, called a rash
0: yeah it's i don't I think the nightshade drops are making people think that you actually look better <laughs> and they can't see the holes in your face. <laughs> to the next one on our list, and this is these are kind of in chronological order. Um, uh, the, a miracle cream was launched in Paris in 1933, and it was billed as a scientific beauty product. It promised to improve circulation, firm facial muscles in tissue, reduce fat and smooth wrinkles. It was part of a line of cosmetics called thoradia. Take a while. Guess what? Uh oh. <laughs> what was in this one? Oh no! It was named the two. The thoradia was the combination of the names thorium and radium, which is obviously the radioactive element that uh, Marie Curie <laughs> discovered with her husband, and it literally turns you into Swiss cheese.
1: Terrifying. Wait, was that – did we talk about this on the Quacks episode? Was that what it was?
0: We did, actually. We talked about Radiothor, which was the energy drink. And I did mention it here. Um, so <laughs> the, the energy drink. <laughs> yes, it was marketed as an energy drink. Because right before you died from um, radiation poisoning, you got a burst, burst of energy. So
1: And goat testicles. <laughs> yes. So yes. the Quacks episode, if you're interested in some terrifying stories, check that one out.
0: The creams um, and the beauty products didn't have quite as much uh, radiation as Radiothor or, you know, everybody knows the radium girls. They were um, working with radioactive paint for the faces of watch, hands on a watch. Excuse me. uh, Excuse the brain fog. But, um, yeah. So that's crazy that someone put that on their face. But you only know what you know
1: and because of the the toxic chemicals whatever the fuck is in that you would glow because it's
0: radioactive yeah
1: so i mean it you would see results but if it's too good to be true or (laughs) if it turns you into an x-man don't do it
0: so the radio radium girls is kind of the perfect Um, lead up to our next product which is crazy i didn't know this x-rays which are also radiation they Mm -hmm. were discovered in 1895 and by 1896 the medical journal the lancet had published an article proposing that they were a new alternative to beard shaving and hair removal like they were literally using x-rays, the, the first forms of x-ray, x-rays, to, to to do hair removal.
1: So intense. Yeah. So and you, I, I don't understand this. Cause... You
0: would, like, lay under this x-ray machine, and there's another picture, and I will post it. It's of a woman laying down, and she has an x-ray machine, like, on her butt, and the doctor's, like, in the back with his thumbs up. <laughs> and they just basically, like, used radiation to, like – melt your hair off or i don't know make it not come back i mean if you think about you know like, oh, like on a serious note like i think more uh, along the lines of like chemotherapy on a serious note you know what i mean oh, like radiation therapy oh, kind yeah. of like that i honestly don't really know but i would think that's the only thing like using my um, you know, one plus one is two, like, radiation therapy causes mm-hmm. hair loss. So I don't know mm-hmm. if it's the same kind of thing as far as x-rays. But this is, like, highly suspect that they would just be like, oh, look at this x-ray machine. It'll, like, make you hairless, which also, is... Also,
1: how hairy was that lady's butt? <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't know. But, like, honestly, if hair grows there, let it be there. I just... I mean...
1: So hairy that you got to get an X ray off. <laughs> it just seems like I don't know.
0: I mean, couldn't you just shave it? I just don't understand. Like, let your ass be hairy. Like, it's really that's one thing. Like, body hair. Took, and I might just t- t- taking like a personal stance in this. I am, uh, I would say like average. I'm hairier than the average woman, but I just feel like, and I remember as a kid, like people like kids would be like eh, your legs are so hairy and my parents were like you're not shaving till you're 18 so i was just like fucking little bigfoot at like marine world krampus <laughs> Krampus, yeah like literal krampus legs that like the whales show at marine world and like kids would be like your legs are so hairy and it's just like can we get over body hair being gross like can we just get over it now like it's
1: and it's only gross for women
0: yeah it's like i hate someone who's like hairy armpits on a woman are unhygienic well what about men yeah they're hygienic on men i don't think so i don't fucking think so nothing is hygienic on a man
1: women are expected to smell way better than men though in <laughs> case you haven't noticed <laughs>
0: i know and it's like oh it's so frustrating anyways so the use of x-ray as a hair removal began around the turn of the 20th century and the practice persisted in chemical or commercial salons for five decades 50 years years um and that was a long after the scientific community had uh, said wait a minute rongo dongo please don't do that that's gonna hurt people like not no 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 you know as x-rays advanced they got um, got them to a place where they're able to take x-ray pictures without using the high amount of radiation that the Mm -hmm. first the first x-rays used um Mm -hmm. but sadly when they were using these strong or powerful x-rays to remove hair there weren't very many outwardly signs of damage like there was Mm -hmm. maybe a few lesions or skin burns stuff like that but there wasn't really any like you know the guy selling radio thor his jaw literally fell off like after a year so but for this there wasn't one company that used x-rays for hair removal had at least 75 salons over the United States, across the United States. So that's a lot. So a lot of people were doing this. Research they did later, research on 368 patients in New York only, found that in 1970, more than 35% of the radiation-induced cancers in women could be traced back to x-ray hair removal practices. That's awful.
1: And there's no way these people didn't know. This is like the same thing as when we were in high school fucking tanning beds.
0: (laughs) I know. I know. The Surgeon General's like, uh, hey guys, I'm (laughs) don't And
1: everybody (laughs) just thinks, not me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm the exception to the rule. Uh I don't think so. So that's really sad. So those ones. I feel like we're even more dangerous because they didn't show any immediate signs of damage. It wasn't until mm-hmm. years later that you you were like riddled with cancer just because you didn't want a hairy ass. Like just fucking rock your hairy ass. Who cares?
1: That makes me scared about tanning
0: beds. Yeah.
1: Me and everybody that I knew used tanning beds when we were young.
0: I used them like crazy. And some I mean some people I would I would say Tanning beds do serve a pur- Don't come for me for saying this, but I am going to say it still. Tanning beds in some areas, I feel like, do serve a purpose. And those are areas like, I don't know, places that never see the sun for like seven months. Like people mm-hmm. get vitamin D deficiencies and they become Depression. depressed. Yeah. yeah. So look, if you want to pop in there for two minutes, if it makes you feel good, if you get that boost of, boost of vitamin D, like... I'm not a doctor. Don't listen to me. But I that is one good use of a tanning bed, in my opinion.
1: And they say the tanning beds now, like the newer ones, aren't as dangerous. But I have no idea how or why. It's like different rays or something, which could be totally bullshit. Like, I literally don't know. I don't know anything. But I know the ones in the tiny town that I lived in in 2001 were fucking cooking us.
0: <laughs> I have been cooked so many times in a tanning bed. I was that one, give me 20 minutes. <laughs> uh all right so we're still in the late 1800s early 1900s uh this one is freaking gross man a very dangerous procedure to achieve long eyelashes was introduced to the public and you know everybody is like "Ooh, eyelashes and i know eyelashes extensions are i don't know and i don't know anyone who doesn't have them or hasn't had them I have at least one or a couple friends who have eyelash extensions but this is how they used to do them back in the day while some women were gluing human hair to their eyelids which mm-hmm. I, I, I just imagine like mm-hmm. uh like a hairball glued on a lid I can't my brain can't make it look right
1: mine are french braided
0: <laughs> other women were looking for a more permanent solution to a perceived lack of eyelashes and this process involved taking strands of hair usually from your own head and sewing the hair into their eyelids what the fuck i hate it yes and oh what they would do is they would rub a solution of cocaine on their eyelid to numb the area first
1: i mean don't do that The amount of cocaine that was used as medicine is the only uh, (laughs) fun part, I guess. No, but also there was a lot of cocaine, which is a whole nother level of issues that are going
0: on at the same time. I know. Seriously. can you imagine like weaving a piece of hair with, oh my gosh, no. No, you'd have to be high on cocaine. Yeah, seriously.
1: And also you're trying to sit still high on cocaine, numb from cocaine. Like how are you sitting still while somebody's (laughs) needling your eyelid? I
0: thought that's insane. I don't know. And then we have Victorian, we're at the Victorian age and we, and you know, corsets were a big deal in the Victorian age. So we have women's corsets were so tight that they pushed the stomach and the liver downwards and they warped ribs into an S shape and they misaligned the spine. And women in the Victorian area era who wore corsets on a regular basis constantly fainting constantly just because they couldn't literally breathe enough air
1: that's why they had fainting couches which if you have to create a piece of furniture to (laughs) faint on i feel like there's shit just going wrong you know (laughs) yes if i had a chair that was like i horrible diarrhea chair i would be like (laughs) i need to reassess my life because why am i having so much horrible diarrhea i have a
0: special chair for it okay well unknowingly you have just brought us to our next product: horrible diarrhea chair. Yes, terrified. Okay, so advertise. I found advertisement advertisements from the late 19th and early 20th centuries, and they urged people to swallow sanitized tapeworms. And it would offset weight gain by eating the food that they consumed. So I'm going to read this advertisement, which I will post along with all of the others. Okay. It says, eat, 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 and always stay thin. No diet, no baths, no exercise. Fat the enemy that is shortening your life banished. How? With sanitized tapeworms, jar-packed, friends for a fair worm. Or, no, fair form. (laughs) (laughs) Easy to swallow. No ill effects. Uh, Well, I beg to differ because this lady had a diarrhea jar in her house. Then what?
1: What do you do? Then do you take another pill that makes you poop out the tapeworm?
0: I think you live with it for the rest of your life. I don't know. It didn't say. You just live
1: with the parasite?
0: they didn't say nobody said like
1: i I don't know don't worry the amount of cocaine and radium you're doing (laughs) that thing will be out in no time (laughs) that's
0: really what happened (laughs) then take radiothor to banish the tape where once you've reached your goal weight
1: (laughs) you shit out a fucking dragon because of all the radioactivity going on in your body goes in a worm comes out a dragon now you got a pet now no one will fuck with you or call you ugly because you have a dragon for a pet. <laughs> it all worked out.
0: I just, I just feel like the, I mean, <clears throat> we talk about the fat phobia now these days. It's like been around forever, and I just feel like there's so many worse things that you could be than be fat. Like there's, you could be a bad person.
1: Yeah, you could be an asshole. You could be, <laughs> you could be
0: a murderer. You could be.
1: The size of your body is not good or bad. It's a body.
0: It literally is a body.
1: It's not, it doesn't matter. As long as you feel good and everybody's entitled to, you know, the body shape, size, strength level that they want. But if you're literally eating a parasite, maybe, (laughs) maybe you have bigger things you need
0: to think about. i i I don't i that i don't know you need you have an eating disorder i think or you have body dysmorphia radium that's worse yeah the worst thing that you can be than being fat is being fat phobic like it's just it's just such it's a terrible form of ableism and it's just it's bullshit and it pisses me off anyways all right so if you're not mad enough already this is the, I, I I do this and I know maybe it irritates you. Maybe you secretly like it, but I left the, the worst one for last. Worst as in
1: warm NATO or worst <laughs> as in you were building up to this? Building up to this. Oh, okay, okay. It's not just like they told people to take vitamin C, those dummies. <laughs>
0: no, it is okay w- worst as in the worst one. So okay. not only, because... If something happens in the 1800s, you think, okay, time, you know what I mean. Science, there's advancement mm-hmm. since then. Like, people learn as they go. Like, I could maybe understand it. This is in the 1950s. Okay. The most popular brand of douche was a Lysol. Lysol. Actual Lysol, which is an antiseptic soap. And the pre... <laughs> The the pre nineteen fifty three formula contained creosol, um, and it's like a phenol compound, and it's really not good for you. It's reported to cause inflammation, burning, and even death. All right, so this is this is pre nineteen fifties, but leading up to the nineteen fifties. So in 1911, doctors recorded 193 Lysol poisonings and five deaths from uterine irrigation. Despite reports to the contrary, Lysol was aggressively marketed to women as safe and gentle for not only cleansing purposes, but also birth control. Birth control, because at this time, birth control was not legal. Like how that it. Don't even get me started. We're
1: <laughs> we, we, we are not even going to get into the birth control conversation because I'll lose my fucking mind. But um, I think that if I douche with Lysol, I wouldn't want to have sex. Is that what they mean by birth control? Because I think my vagina would be on fire.
0: I think they meant it was so bad that it literally killed sperm. Um, But it also in, yeah, it was effective birth control, but it also rotted the woman from the inside out. Think about how like caustic smelling these oh my
1: god chemicals are this is crazy uh, for
0: me for me this isn't even the worst part this isn't even the worst part of the lysol douche okay so once chrysol was replaced with excuse me i'm gonna butcher this ortho hydroxide hydroxy mm-hmm. um lysol was still pushed but this time it was pushed as a germicide. Good for cleaning toilet bowls treating, and treating ringworm. And then Lennon Fink's company that made disinfectant continued to market it as a safeguard for women's dainty feminine allure. So not only was it So this, wait,
1: they were marketing it towards toilets
0: and vaginas at the same time? Yes. Absolutely. It killed ringworm. It cleaned your toilet. And it- upheld your dainty feminine allure rude
1: i don't love it i don't love my vagina being compared to ringworm and a toilet i'm just gonna say that
0: no okay so that's just false that's just totally false just false advertising false marketing deadly in mm-hmm. every way but some of these fucking ads make me want to lose my mind Okay, so basically what this comes down to is men in the marketing industry wanted to let everybody know that a vagina shouldn't smell like a vagina. Yeah. Which is like vaginas smell like vaginas. They don't smell like Lysol. They don't smell like peaches. They don't smell like Madagascar vanilla. They don't smell like lavender fields. They literally smell like vaginas.
1: Just stick this bouquet up your vagina. (laughs) That's all you need to catch a man. (laughs)
0: <laughs> like that's what they should smell like they should smell like a vagina because that's what they are now if there's obviously a foul odor go see, go your, see doctor. your doctor
1: yeah i just hang a little bouquet <laughs> a little uh you know like how they used to put them in your underwear drawer i
0: get in the new...
1: 80s i just hang one of those <laughs> from my belt
0: nice of <laughs> a, a scented mop ball yeah, yeah. <laughs> an underwear drawer uh bag of yeah, scented a sachet, <laughs> a
1: sachet Sometimes I use lavender because I am like slightly allergic to it just because I like the risk factor.
0: (laughs) Walk on the wild side. Yeah. All right. So if the false advertising wasn't bad enough, these ads also promoted misogyny and female insecurity at the same time. So they would have images like wives or women locked out of their homes, like a door with a bunch of locks on it or like trapped in a web. And it was basically asserting that the woman should question herself if her husband's interest seemed to have faded. If her husband was treating her badly, the message was she was the one to blame by her vagina smelling like an actual vagina
1: your vagina smells bad and your husband left you yes that's what you deserve
0: so it's like does your vagina your vagina doesn't smell like Lysol and your husband locked you out of the house or fashioned you inside of a giant man-made spider web stick a bottle of chemicals in there and he'll love you again and
1: Lysol is such a strong smell it's not the beautiful scent of an underwear drawer sachet
0: like Lysol is intense No, and listen, I'm all for you if you are like, yes, my vagina smells like vagina, but tonight I wanted to smell like, I don't know, a Georgia peach and, or I wanted, no, then use some spray. I wouldn't recommend that. You could be irritated. You could irritate the area. It's sensitive. Just
1: eat a peach while you're naked. (laughs) Drink some pineapple juice. I don't know. If you're taking off your clothes and your husband's like, oh, did you clean the toilet
0: today? There's a problem. (laughs) Honestly, that is worse worse you don't want to smell like a truck stop bathroom <laughs> that is worse so i so i just it makes me want to burn the whole world down because it's like we are as women are targeted and it, it's like and i hate this thing because it's like and i've noticed like because we're in podcasting i've noticed such like a pop-up of like misogynist starting podcast and they're like oh catfishing you wear too much makeup but then at the same time they're like you have to be perfect and look perfect and have perfect skin and perfect eyebrows and perfect hair but you can't use any products to do that too also, much makeup also beard
1: is permanent contouring so fuck you uh,
0: I'm sorry if uh, like if you're telling me that I can control my weight or how I look control your hairline <laughs> Control your hairline.
1: Demon. <laughs> We're ending on a demon note. <laughs> I think the point of this story is be safe and take care of yourself. Do what you want to do, but just make sure that you're safe and you're taking care of yourself because the last couple of years have been a fucking shit show and you deserve
0: to feel good. No, I, in all, like in all fairness, I, I honestly, I love men. I do. I am married to a man. So contractually, legally, I'm obligated to love him. I have a piece of paper, a license that says I must. No, all jokes aside, this isn't a, a men bashing thing. But I guarantee you that the people who made these advertisements were men. They were. Who were victims of the patriarchy. We're all victims of this patriarchal mentality and these unrealistic beauty standards. Men fall victim to them also like honestly the control your hairline is a joke but honestly a lot of men feel um insecure about that because Mm -hmm. the patriarchy says you have to have a full head of hair to be valuable and you don't no you know what i mean
1: like yes i'll date you bruce willis stop asking (laughs) i'm right there
0: i I know my mother is is a woman who absolutely loves a bald man loves a bald man if she sees a bald head she's rubbing it with consent of course. <laughs> but so our point is unrealistic beauty standards are bad for everybody. Mhm. So 100%. Just yeah, love yourself, lock your doors, and light some sage and don't x-ray your ass hair off. Leave it. Let it be. And fuck the patriarchy. Yes, double fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers to that.